Hi. It's been a while. Uh, if you can kind of hear it in my voice, yes, I've, I've had vocal cord issues again. And that is part of the reason why I've been gone again since February. Um, through probably most of March and into about two weeks, three weeks of April, I struggled significantly with vocal cord throat issues. Uh, this is my probably my third instance in the past probably six months, actually eight months by now, that I've had vocal cord issues that have resulted in losing my voice or just having extreme irritation in my throat. And no one can really figure out why. I've been to four specialists, no, actually four doctors, two specialists. And everyone's a little bit mystified. Like some, some of them are like, oh, well, it's probably allergies and we'll see if it clears up. And other people, another doctor said, oh, well, maybe it's just you're talking too much. And I'm like, I've talked a lot more than I have in the past like day or so. Like, it's not like I've been giving speeches twice a day and traveling the world. Like that just seems like a lazy reason as to why I might be having vocal cord issues. And then on top of it, I did have some big personal stuff going on, um, which I'll get into just very slightly in this episode. But I did want to start out by apologizing for being gone for so long again. Uh, It certainly was not intended, and I just didn't plan on, obviously, the vocal cord issues. And I kind of knew some of the personal stuff was going to possibly get how do you say, not heated up, but let's say brought more to the forefront. Uh, I just didn't anticipate it being so time consuming. Building a real estate portfolio is as much about buying properties as being a de facto entrepreneur. I'm Karina Ufinger. I'm a multi-property investor, rental management company CEO, and also a landlord coach. I'm going to show you the systems and knowledge you need to thrive as a real estate entrepreneur. From your first property purchase to building a portfolio of passive income where you work less than five hours a week, you'll learn the essential information and skills to build a profitable portfolio and live the life you truly want. Whether you are well on your journey or just starting out, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Landlord Chick Podcast. So this is like one of two sort of chatty updates that I'm recording, or I think I recorded part of one prior to having really big vocal cord issues again. But what happens when I have these vocal cord issues is I I start to develop like a hoarse or deep voice and... Usually what happens is about a week into it, I will start developing a cough. And then at some point, I will end up losing my voice completely for at least one day and then only have a very minor voice for about a week and a half to two weeks. And then it's kind of slowly starts to get better depending on how well I do save my voice while it's recovering from whatever is going on. 
And also, I've noticed that what I drink or eat kind of plays into how well it recovers too. So uh, orange juice, not such a great thing for when I'm on the upswing from whatever's going on. It can really set me back. But it's just frustrating because nobody necessarily knows for sure what's going on. And we're sort of going through like this trial and error situation with with my vocal cords. Now, the other thing that I've been dealing with is personal stuff. Uh, you probably don't know that I have what are considered elderly parents, and I'm just kind of beginning to realize that myself. Uh, my parents are both in their 70s, and my mother has had some health issues that we've been trying to get to the bottom to and work out. And because of what her issues are, which I'm not going to actually go into detail about out of privacy reasons, but this is normally something the medical community kind of says, hey, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, just let her sail off into the sunset and that's it. But if you know me or you know my family, that's not exactly how we roll. So we have been delving really, really deep, especially the past three weeks, actually probably more like five now that I think about it. This is how time just flies when you're so busy. But for the past five weeks, we've been diving really headfirst, especially my sister and I, into into helping our mother. And this has been sort of something that's affected all areas of my parents' lives. So it's affected their nutrition, what they eat. Um, we've had to make drastic changes to their diet, or ultimately we're making drastic changes to their diet. But my sister was uh, very conscious of the fact that maybe too much change, especially for uh, my father, who is uh, a meat and potatoes kind of guy, probably wouldn't be the best approach to it. So we've been making small nutritional changes to their lives, but ultimately at the end, it's going to be a big change. We're also making huge changes to their lifestyle, um, how much particularly my mom uh, engages in various activities, getting them more physically active on a consistent basis, and also looking into not necessarily alternative therapy in the sense of pseudoscience, but we've been evaluating different sort of treatments like regular sauna excursions or hyperbaric oxygen therapy or um, a couple other things. And just we're trying to get the most complete picture of how we can help our mom in a situation where traditionally the medical community says, sorry, there's nothing we can do. And here's the thing. I am an entrepreneur and a real estate investor so that when my family needs me, I can be there for them. Uh, there've been a couple times over the past five years that the flexibility that I have has enabled me to help not only my parents, but um, other people in my family. And that is the biggest reason why I do what I do. It's not so that I can necessarily go on a trip whenever I want, or it's not so that I have this massive Scrooge McDuck pool that I'm sitting on, which spoiler alert, I'm not, but I do this so that I can have the opportunity to help out my family and whether it be shuffling people to medical appointments or spending more time with my mom, uh, 
helping her do things that my dad maybe doesn't necessarily enjoy, but would be really beneficial to her. Or, you know, just being able to help my, my brother in a pinch with his kids or anything like that. Like this is, this is why I do what I do. And so when an issue comes to the forefront with my family, like I dive in head first because this is the entire reason that I got into real estate investing, why I became an entrepreneur was that when these things came up, I could respond. I could, I could help them. I could be of assistance. And so that's where I'd say probably, well, 60% of my head has been, I have had to work on my own uh, vacancies as well in my rental properties, because just like everyone else, I'm going through sort of this contractor shortage. So things where I would normally outsource it, like painting a unit or, um, you know, cleaning it, stuff like that. I've had to kind of step in because I've had a heart of a, a dog of a time trying to find people to do these things. So I've been doing the vacancies. I've been recovering from the vocal cord issues. I've been helping my parents. And then there's obviously the normal day-to-day -day stuff that I've been doing. I've been still a realtor. So I was working with three clients while all this was going on. Um, I've obviously been managing my own properties, managing properties for a couple other people. And it's been really, really hectic and really busy. But the biggest thing that's really prohibited me from recording consistently has been the vocal cord issues. Um, I've had one episode ready to go since before, since shortly after the vocal cord issue started. Uh, but I just didn't get into the system to upload it. And then when I started having vocal cord issues, I was just like, okay, do I drop the one episode that I have, make it live and then sort of disappear again for a while? Or do I just not post it? save it because it's still relevant and then basically say, Hey, I'm back. And this is what happened. Obviously because of how this is going and you're listening to this, you can tell which path I ultimately took. I decided to keep the episode, not post it. And then basically just hit the ground running. Number one, when I felt like my vocal cord issues were more than just on the upswing but then also number two, when I was done doing a lot of heavy scientific research for what was going on with my mom. And this is 100% a true story. So even though I love research, like I just love when somebody asks me to Google something and, and I'm not talking about like Google, what's the name of like the Tom Cruise film that I can't think about where he's a bartender. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like a true like research situation, like somebody bringing to me, Hey, can you figure out what the difference is between regular oxygen and hyperbaric oxygen. Like I love that type of research. So when this stuff started to arise with my mother, I loved getting into the Google searches and reading medical journals and checking out books from the library, taking all these notes and notes in a very organized fashion, by the way, by denoting what page and what book I got it from uh, and compiling all this stuff. I just like, I really enjoy that type of thing. But at the same time, it was really exhausting because I am learning a lot of words, especially in the medical journals that 
I had no idea even existed, trying to keep all of these medical terminologies straight, learning them in my head, getting them memorized so that I didn't always have to necessarily look it up every single time that I read it. And it was just this really big undertaking. And when you're doing something on such really a critical thinking level, it's draining. It's, it's, it, it's like mentally draining. But then there's also this idea that I'm doing all of this because my mother is ill. And that, of course, is a large amount of emotional stress. And, you know, I think I've said this before on this podcast, but there's a distinct difference between professional stress and personal stress. Personal stress is emotional stress. It hits you a lot harder. It's a lot more difficult to recover from, at least in my opinion, and it stays on your mind so much longer. And for me, uh, certainly I've had a huge uptick in emotional stress through this. And that's a stress that is physically exhausting, mentally exhausting, and then I guess you would say emotionally exhausting and soulfully exhausting. Like it just, it drains every fiber from you in every fashion. And that's made it difficult. I've, I've had nights where I've been really tired, but not able to fall asleep. I've had days where it's like, man, I wanted to get X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D done, but I only got... X, D, and C done because I was so tired or things kind of came up with my mother and it was just, it hasn't been the best past four weeks because I'm someone who's wired to be constructive. Uh, if you've watched my Instagram stories when I go on vacation, I'm not one to sit on a beach and read a book while I'm on vacation. Don't get me wrong, I'll read a book while I'm on vacation, and I might do it on a beach, but that's only a small fraction. Like, I am a person who likes to do things. I don't like to sit around and Netflix and chill. So when I've been so exhausted in the evening, or even in the middle of the day, dealing with some of these things, I have had moments where I've just been like, I can't do it. And I've watched a little bit more Netflix than I normally do, or I've done a lot more like power naps, I call them, where basically I lay down for, well, I lay down for 40 minutes, but that's to get basically a 20 minute nap based on how long I fall, it, it takes me to fall asleep. So I'm taking these power naps, I'm watching a little bit more Netflix, I'm not being as constructive as I normally would. And then of course, that begins to mess with my psyche. And then I have to remind myself, well, wait a minute. We've always said we became an entrepreneur for these reasons. So guess what? We're not being as constructive because these reasons are actively happening. But it's been difficult. It's been really difficult because beyond everything else, there's just this pressure that I put on myself to always be productive and always be constructive and have limited downtime where I'm being a sloth, you know, so having a situation where I almost crave being a sloth is very different for me. And it's forced me to kind of 
reevaluate how I handle myself when I'm very, very stressed. Because when I am very stressed, I need to realize sometimes it's very draining to the point that it makes almost a necessity to this stop, sit down and do nothing that has to happen. You know, and it's not ideal. It's not ideal for how I'm wired. It's not ideal for this point in my life where I feel like I'm trying to rebuild and I set some pretty big goals for this year. So it's not ideal that this is going going on right now, but it's out of my control. And now I just need to sit back and go for the journey, keep up as much as I can with keeping up with the podcast, keeping up with my networking. You know, if there's anything that kind of falls by the wayside when when I'm going through this right now, it's it is honestly the podcast a little bit, but then it's networking, it's um online networking, in-person networking, it's, you know, research, listening to entrepreneurial podcasts or real estate podcasts, like listening to those to that stuff myself just doesn't happen right now because I try to do it even when I work out and it just, it instantly like compresses on me and it just feels so stressful. And that's also weird for me because normally I love hopping in the car and listening to an entrepreneurial podcast or a real estate podcast or, you know, like a motivational sort of video, but I can't do that right now. Like it feels like it's just adding to this incredible amount of pressure to me right now. And it's, I hated it. So I stopped listening to those three things. So now when I'm in the car, it's, it's honestly going to be just like history podcasts or music, or even I've, I've seen myself increasingly been in the car with nothing like no music, no podcast, and just basically being alone with my thoughts and I've some I've usually done that in the past when I've lost someone. So when someone has died, I kind of go through this period of like a week where I don't listen to music. I really don't listen to podcasts or any sort of thing like that. And that just seems to be a part of my normal grieving process for whatever reason. And I discovered this about, about a year ago when I had another loss, I'm like, wow, okay, so this is consistent. Like after I lose someone for about a week or so, I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to music. And it's just apparently something that my mind feels is necessary or that it craves. And now I'm noticing with this amount of stress that I have going on, I find myself sometimes in a similar position where I might be going for a 40 minute car ride, which normally I would I would listen to a real estate or business podcast, but it's not happening now. And so if I listen to anything, it's entertaining podcasts, it's history podcasts, it's it's some music. And that's a very weird shift for me because, again, I'm used to being really productive, but yet now in these longer car rides, I just don't feel it. It feels more like pressure than anything to do it. So there's been some big changes going on and ones that I, I certainly didn't foresee coming and ones that I just have to kind of roll with the punches and get through. 
uh, I was doing really, really good with getting workouts in for honestly like a 16 week period. But then it dropped off. Uh, it dropped off because number one, I was working on my vacancies and getting those ready at the very last minute for occupancy because I basically showed them they were like 80% ready to be occupied, one of them. And then the other one, I showed it because I had overflow from the first unit I was renting. There was so many people wanted to see it. And I'm like, well, I got this other one. Does anybody else want to see it? And anyway, long story short, then I was sort of constantly behind the eight ball trying to get that unit ready because I basically rented it before it was ready. Not ideal, not normally what I do, and I'm sure we'll delve into this in a regular episode. But between that and stuff going on with my mom, I've fallen away from getting to the gym as much, which is pretty unfortunate because I was so proud of my habit of going four times a week since I joined the gym in, I want to say February. Um, and I, and I am still really enjoy the payoffs from it. And don't get me wrong. Like I still get to the gym. I maybe get to the gym two, three times a week, but not the four times that I want. And certainly not for really what should be the hour 15 that I have programmed into my fitness app. Like I basically get there and I maybe squeak in like 45 minutes or, you know, 30 minutes. And then it's like, oh man, I got to go already again. But I just do what I can and I press on. And because of that, uh, one of the things we'll get into in one of my chatty updates is that I also haven't had time to do as much emphasis on purchasing rental properties for myself. Uh, that's something that I'm kind of keeping an eye out, but I'm not quite as like hardcore into it as I was like, let's say seven weeks ago or even eight weeks ago. Um, I'll talk about the deals that I had working that ultimately didn't work out. I'm pretty sure I have those recorded somewhere in my podcast program as part of an episode. And so that'll be a later date story, but that's also something that's kind of like fallen by the wayside, but that's not necessarily entirely just because of what's going on in my life. Um, I also kind of put up a white flag a little bit with the real estate market. And I said, uh, maybe this is just a little bit too chaotic right me for, for me right now, because if I'm seeing properties for other people and it's really hard to fit in my own showings, cause sometimes they don't always overlap and it's like, ah, uh. so I haven't quite put as much effort into making purchases for myself. I'm getting back in that groove, I think, kind of slowly. I started thinking about that more last week. Um, but honestly, more from the perspective of a flip. So I think I'm going to be doing a flip. I think I am. <laughs> Which I have, well, I don't know if you guys have heard it yet, but I talked about that in in one episode where I said I feel... No, I said I sensed that I was probably going to be doing one or two flips this year. And yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely going to happen. I think that's definitely going to happen. And that might even be where more of my focus is going right now is doing one or two flips. So that'll be an interesting journey to bring you guys along on because it's something that I'm really mostly learning from scratch. Like I'm not coming to this with any sort of knowledge from past experiences or my parents or my grandparents, like I'm going to kind of be walking into this as a complete noob. And that's going to be really interesting. And it's going to be a very humbling journey for someone who 
knows so much about real estate and has known so much about real estate their entire lives. It's going to be a very jarring experience. Wow. Okay. This episode's already ended up being longer than I thought it would be. So this is, we're going to call it the start of <laughs> season two of the Landlord Chick podcast. And we're going to run this one probably through July or maybe through the end of June, possibly through the end of July. Um, and I'm going to stick with it this time. So I actually have it on my calendar that next week I'm going to record three episodes in one day, which is going to be extremely excruciating on my voice. But we're going to do it because I want to start getting the stuff more pre-recorded in batches so that at least if something goes on, I'm not necessarily behind the eight ball so much. Because right now I tend to record maybe one or two at a time. That's where I end up getting behind the eight ball if my voice goes down or things get really busy. So my ultimate goal is to basically start recording these in bulk, which means that whatever day I start doing this, regardless of how healthy my voice is at the time, like I always find if I do more than one of these in a day, it can be kind of difficult on my vocal cords. So it's going to be really fun doing this like three episodes in one shot. But that's what I have to commit to to make sure that this doesn't happen too often for you guys because... I can only anticipate to a certain extent that my personal life is going to get maybe increasingly busier for a little bit as we get into a routine and maybe do all these things to try and see results that ultimately I might not be able to calm down anytime soon on that front, which means that I have to do things to keep my networking and podcasting sort of self-sufficient in a way. So that's what I got to start doing. Anyway, guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed this chatty update on my personal life and everything. If you lasted this long, wow, you are a super fan of this podcast and I appreciate it because normally I feel like no one wants these sort of like personal chatty updates. But when, I, when I'm gone for two months, I owe an explanation to you guys. I can't just waltz back on here and be like, oh, hey, sorry. And I'm also not going to make up some like, Instagram lie or what do they call it? An Instagram exaggeration where I'm like, oh, I've been so busy killing it in real estate. No, I haven't. And I've always wanted this podcast to be honest. Like two years ago when when we lost one of our pets, one of our first pets, and for me not having children, that was a really, really huge thing. Like I, I made a small episode out of that on this podcast. So I've always tried to be a little bit more personal and not so like Instagram life with this podcast. So that's why I also felt that I owed this to you guys. Anyway, we will get back to our regularly scheduled program next week. I'm going to sort through the stuff that's pre-recorded, put together some episodes. I'm going to make sure that I'm recording these newer episodes and getting stuff out to you. I've got some stuff on the table where we're going to be talking about what the status is of evictions across the country, mostly focusing on some Wisconsin stats, but it is a good snapshot in general of what's going on across the country and how maybe the media isn't telling the true story. Go figure. And then I've also got another special episode that is kind of Wisconsin-specific. You've probably maybe seen it in the news. There is a landlord from Wisconsin uh, who operates in Milwaukee and Racine. He owns about 8,000 units. but he gained a lot of attention 
when he became the subject of a 57-page complaint from the Department of Justice. And uh, I thought it'd be nice to kind of delve into that and talk about how, yes, parts of it he's wrong, but other parts of it, I can see how there's a failure in execution, but good intentions. And it's just going to be a really different kind of podcast. And those are some of the things that we have set up other than just my little chatty update on what's going on in my real estate life. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for sitting through this if you did. Thanks for coming back after a two-month break, which was completely unintended. And I will see you guys next week. I promise.